Hello and welcome to our global S&OP community weekly podcast Brought to you by Ahmed Khalid and Ahmed Al-Hamamsi from Middle East Our global S&OP community podcast mission is to build a global community from supply chain, marketing, trade marketing, sales and finance all over the world Where everyone's voice could be heard and listened Every week we host a new episode with great thought leader in the S&OP industry. We believe that one word, one story, or one conversation could open up the light in the screen of your consciousness and you'll never be the same again. We discuss hot and trending topics with our subject matter experts by asking the right questions that uncover their valuable experience in our show. You can visit our website ahmedkhaled.com .co Stay tuned every week with our global S&OP community podcast. Our guest today is Yes, uh, our guest today, of course, was uh, Mr. Sharif uh, Salah, a colleague, a friend, a manager, a CEO, uh, a general manager, emphatic leader uh, multi- with multinational experience with over 30 years of experience. Uh, he uh, studied accounting, business management, uh, management. He worked in uh, marketing. He worked in sales for years all over uh, uh, GCC in Saudi Arabia, in UAE. He started also working, of course, from sales to move to general management. And I was lucky, me and Ahmed, to work under his uh, his management for years in, uh, in our previous uh, company. Uh, then uh, also he moved from uh, UAE, Saudi to Egypt, where he is uh, leading now a company, a big company there, which is uh, Tagir Malouk. Of course, it's a big company, that uh, big FMCG uh, uh, group. And uh, he's the CEO there. And uh, Mr. Sharif, of course, uh, not only that he has this 30 years of experience, but uh, we can say he's uh, a real emphatic uh, leader. And uh, he's a people uh, people manager. And there's always, uh, it's not only that it's a work environment, but it's also a fun environment. And we have a lot of great memories uh, together. So uh, we're so excited today to have our uh, guest, uh, Sharif Salah. Definitely. Before also we introduce Sharif, As usual, let's give him the best applause. Hello, hello. <laughs> hello, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks a million for this kind uh, introduction. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be with you guys. Same I'm so here. excited, Allah. Thank Same you for, for, for joining. Thank you. And uh, honestly speaking, today, as I mentioned, it's a very compelling topic. And uh, uh, with your 30 years of experience, I think that we will have, as we speak, always a knowledge that we will not find in books. That's why we are very, very excited today about it. So if you allow me, just I'll start with the first question, I think, which is a very compelling question. Uh, I think many people, they misunderstood the difference between 
uh, acquisition and merging and joint ventures. So yeah. based on your 30 years of experience, can you please let us know what's the difference between acquisition, merging and joint ventures? Yeah, I, I will try to put them in a very simple, straightforward uh, format. Uh, merger, it's when two big entities uh, decide to dilute uh, and form a new entity uh, like ExxonMobil. You know, it used yes. to be Exxon and Mobile, and then they merge yes. together to be an Exxon Mobile. So, so this is a pure merge, and usually there is no cash uh, between uh, this transaction, and they come up with a new stock uh, for the people. So this is the merge between two big entities coming mm -hmm. up. They dilute and they come up with a new entity. When it comes acquisition, it's a complete takeover. It's a big company yes. decide to acquire or to buy. Uh, a smaller company. I'm not talking here about the reasons. There are a, a, a big bunch of different uh, type of reasons why companies would decide to go into a merger or to acquire another company. A lot of reasons, but this is how it works. And then we have a joint venture. A joint venture, it's when two big entities decide to form a new company for a specific tactic or strategic uh, objective uh, and they don't dilute they stay as they are and they just form this joint venture for a reason and it could be an ongoing or it could be for a certain period of time so these are the main three uh, topics that we are talking about definitely if you if you would like to go to the second question but uh, before that i will tell you that usually any one of them is impacting the people significantly. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. But when it comes to joint venture, it's the easiest, and usually it's positively uh, perceived because there is a new opportunities. People working, uh, leadership working, uh, or talents working in the two big companies, when the two companies decide to form a new joint venture, it's an opportunity to get people mm -hmm. from here and there and to grow into this. So the impact on people here is minimal actually it's better yes uh, when it comes to merger it's the extreme opposite because suddenly you have a two ceos you have a two <laughs> yeah. cfos you have a two sales directors blah 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 so it's duplicated so here it's huge panic takes place when you go to acquisition it's less impact but again once you started knowing that the company has been acquired <clears throat> the questions of do i fit what will going to be the new culture? Should I be here or I will? my capabilities will, will be needed or not? And so on. So the whole fear and panic starts. Yeah. Yes, yes. 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 It, it, it's very easy to be understood. May I ask you just one question here also, because it, it's very also, it's, it's not easy one. In terms of acquisition, and I like the definition that you, you, you put it in, uh, in terms of acquisition, the mother company, will swallow a small company, right? Yes. In that stage, I would say, through, I know that you have uh, in this stage many times, multiple of times with your great experience. From this experience, uh, do you think that the mother company and the hierarchy and leaders in that level of this company is being prioritized when it comes to acquisition and swallow the small company, or it will be a fair decision based on who is doing what? 
let me understand your question again. So sure. uh, for, for the bigger company, you mean when they acquire the smaller company? Yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 the leadership in the bigger company would think mm -hmm. uh, who, how to deal with the smaller company? This is the yeah. question. I, I say that when you have merging or acquisition, let's say. Acquisition. So when, yeah. Yes, acquisition or even merging. I think yeah. that hierarchy will be impacted anyway. Some of the overheads will be also, you know, emerging yeah. or just interfered at, at a certain point of time. So yeah. when it comes to that decision, when uh, definitely there will be some people that they, they will be laid off or just prioritized. When I have acquisition, acquisition, it means yeah. that there is another company with yes. swallow another company, right? Yes. In that time, the priorities will be always for the mother company or for the swallowed company, I would say. The, the decision makers would always be in the mother company, yeah, mm, the, yeah. Final, the, the final decision, because it's complete power. The power is basically in the mother company. But it's, again, all about the management style and the leadership style of this big company. Uh, is it an opportunity to uh, push some leaders and put some uh, people in the new acquired company to... to, to, to uh, because they trust them and they trust that they know the business, so they just put them, imposing them by parachute in this smaller company, regardless of what negative impact this would happen, would impact the smaller company, versus, it happens sometimes that way, versus like the latest acquisition I have attended, because yeah. in my 30 years of experience, I have attended very successful acquisitions yeah. and lousy acquisitions. Yes. Uh, and it's all, as I mentioned, about such decisions that you are rightly putting your hand on. Uh, the successful acquisitions, usually that, let's first assess the capabilities of the people in that new company. You know? Uh, and I, I would start with the successful one that I have been recently in. Because the, the bigger company uh, is Dr. Otker, which is a, a yeah. huge German company. Uh, yes. that they are operating in 40 countries. Yes. And when they mm -hmm. acquired this company, Tagen Blue, they just picked a new CEO because mm -hmm. the previous one was the owner who left. Mm -hmm. And they mm -hmm. picked a CEO. And they allow me uh, the, the, uh, all what I need uh, to take my decisions regarding the people. Great. And the starting point that I have done, uh, 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 the head office was... They want us to think global and to act local. So, mm. number one, we need to respect the, 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 the local talents and mm. the, uh, that the company is in Egypt. It's not in Germany. Mm. It's not in Europe, mm -hmm. even. Yes. Uh, they choose me because they know that I can speak the language. I know the, the culture. I, I mm -hmm. can assess the situation over here. And also, I have worked in a lot of multinationals so again, I can speak their language and I can be in between in this transition, uh, difficult transition Please. period. Yeah. The starting point that I choose to make it successful is that uh, the first thing I came, I brought the people and I told them, I'm not here to teach you a new ways of doing business. You are already a very successful company. Yes. And that's why Dr. Otker acquired you and paid a lot of money. So it's yes. not about that. Uh, you have done anything wrong. You have done a lot of good things and very good things. And I am here to continue building together. 
And I decided that I will not judge any person of the management team mm-hmm. in the first, in couple, uh, first couple of months. We started. Uh, the most important thing that I, I am not a CEO who is sitting in an office and just looking into reports and numbers and yes. blah, blah, blah. It's mm-hmm. all about meeting the people, speaking with the people, talking to the people, uh, and assessing uh, who will be ready for the change and will run with me uh, and will be happy about the, the, the new ideas and the change because it's a change, either we like yes. it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these people are the easiest. They are capable and they want to run with you for the change. Then there is people in the middle that they are... Hmm. The middle, they are accepting, but they don't know how to do it. So this yeah. is the fear. The fear is uh, all what they are thinking about. Uh, so probably they don't have the capabilities or the know-how, but it's not about just resisting to resist because hmm. you have the third group which are resistance. They resist and they will push pull you backwards. Yes. So at the beginning, you need to classify the people to these three groups who are ready for the change and will run with you, who are in the middle. They are not against the change, but they don't know how to do it. So here you need to invest because these people are uh, worth investing in because they are from the company and they know the business inside out. And then you need to know what the minimum number of people that were going to be resisting and putting yeah. back. So this is the first point. Then I started to focus on these good people. They are all good people, but are they mm. playing in the right places? Are they located in the, 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 the right departments? As an example, yeah. let me give you an example. I found a, a, a very good guy. He was handling uh, administration department, procurement department, Mm-hmm. Warehouses mm-hmm. and oh. marketing. All this. <laughs> All this. So, so, <laughs> how come? Uh-huh. So, I told him, I don't see you in marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we really need to hire a, a marketeer. But mm-hmm. I see you g- putting all this together and building a real supply chain function. Mm-hmm. Let's call it supply chain function. Mm-hmm. And to show him that. I am committed to this. I immediately allowed him to go to supply chain course, a heavy one, so that he understand and get well-trained on that. And a year down the road, at the beginning, he was very worried. Why are you taking marketing function from me? I have been always the marketing (laughs) guy. Yeah. But after that, and nowadays, he's so happy. And he found himself and he learned a lot. And he is adding a lot of value to the company. You know? Great, great. So the starting point was that first of all, showing the people in the small company, show them respect and yes. trust mm. them, and tell them that I, I'm not here just to kick you out and to bring new people. Why should I? Yes. Let's work together and really assess them and put the right people in the right places. Uh, the other point was, I started to immediately do round tables. Yes. So, so every 10 days, I asked HR to bring like 10 to 15 employees, frontliners from the security department, uh, from working on the lines in the factory, salesmen, uh, accountants, any uh, mix. And the roundtables were, were three parts. Number one, 
I introduce myself to them. Mm -hmm. And I always make sure not to tell them that I am the guy who worked in a lot of multinationals and I have <laughs> a lot of knowledge that yeah. uh, and I am here to teach you how to do yeah. this. Yeah. No, I always start by telling them uh, that I started my career. I am proud to tell you that I have started my career a van salesman. Yes. So I was mm -hmm. a van salesman. I was carrying cases on my shoulder. I was putting them on the shelves and, yes. and blah, 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 blah. The message here that I want you to know that I want them to understand is that I am not that type of CEO who is just uh, don't understand <laughs> or feel what they yeah. are facing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's building the bond with this frontliners yeah. and the trust. Yes. So after that, they know that whatever decisions I'm taking, the guy he knows he is he is one of us. Yes. He's not that type of coming with a sitting on, yes. CEO sitting in the AC yeah. uh, and driving a fancy car, having a driver and so on, which is the typical thoughts about the CEO in, in, in Egypt, you know, yes, from yes. that, from this frontliners. Yes. So they buy, the, you buy them in and they trust you and you show them respect. So after finalizing this part of the round table, I start telling them about the company and about the change, what to expect. And that mm -hmm. starting with the most important thing, it's about the culture of the company. When I came, I, fi I figured out that the culture of the company was a family business. Wow. So mm -hmm. they all got used to this family spirit. And yes. guess what? It's not bad. So why should we change it? Why yes. should we transform it immediately to be a pure multinational, uh, which will not add any value? So True. we can always do both. We maintain the, the, the culture of the family, being very close to each other. It's an open door policy. Anyone can come to my office, speak about anything. I meet the people regularly. And at the same time, we started to embed the systems and processes gradually. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to uh, do dramatic. You don't need to rock the boat, you know. Exactly. Especially, especially as far as the business is a successful business. Mm -hmm. And I have started mm -hmm. managing a business that it's successful, it's profitable. Mm -hmm. So why should we rock the boat? and leave people to the uh, negative thoughts about they were going uh, ask us to leave oh. and so on. <clears throat> yes. So that way, I built the relationship with the frontliners, with the middle management, and with uh, the, the direct reports. And at the end of the round table, after I tell them about the, my vision and where I want to see the company heading towards, I asked them about their feedback about their ideas, about their suggestions. And it's very important to give the maximum <clears throat> possible time to this part of the session, you know? Once mm. the people started to feel that they are heard from the new management yes. at the early beginning. And, and guess what? I try to do as much as I can that any good idea that I get from these sessions, I implement it as, in, as fast as possible. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 So that was the way to, to make sure that the transition will be uh, smooth and the people will get rid of the, all the negative ideas that this, this new uh, tycoon is yeah. coming here to, to kick us out and to change everything, you know? So that was one of my experiences. 
another experience without mentioning the, the company, yeah. but it was a big failure. Yeah. Simply because all what happened is the contrary to what I have been mentioning now. It's mm -hmm. the new big company coming saying, we know the right thing. You don't know the right thing. We, yeah. we, we know better. Uh, you are not up to our standards. So yeah. the starting point was so negative, you know. Yes. <laughs> and everything you are doing is wrong. Let us yeah. teach you the right things, how to do it. So reality, in reality, every single employee was thinking, was doing his job while thinking, of how, leaving. Can I jump, yeah. how can I jump Definitely. out of this? Yeah. Definitely. Ship, yeah. Yeah. You know? yes. And you immediately start to see people leaving. Uh, and it's a chaos, you know, because you lose the loyalty of the people. Once you lost the loyalty of the people, even if they are in the job, you are not getting any added. Definitely. Mm -hmm. You know, they are just taking yes. the box and, uh, and it is a disastrous situation. So I have seen both. I have seen both. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's uh, that's a great uh, Ahmed. I think uh, our uh, round of uh, uploads are uh, please. Definitely, definitely, yeah. please. <laughs> <laughs>
a big company decide to acquire a smaller company <coughs> invest a lot of time and effort and money mm-hmm. uh, and resources on all the legal aspects and the the pnl and the accounting things and all this uh, takes a lot of folks and sometimes uh, the people piece and the people management and change management piece uh, it doesn't get enough uh, planning mm-hmm. you know it doesn't get enough thinking yes. uh, my experience shows that in reality this is the biggest factor that sometimes it helps this transition to be smooth or mm. to be painful yes you know it's rarely happens that after you acquire a company i have been in this several times and you figure out that you have a huge problem on a legal side or a huge problem on finance uh, area or in sales uh, structure or whatever all these things are quite known and it's easy to uh, have professionals discussing and talking about it and putting the right plans and know how to transform it but when it comes to the culture piece mm-hmm. you know and the the, the decision of am i going to enforce my culture of the big new company as is or am i going to maintain the current culture of the new of the company that i have acquired or if i will allow the ceo and the management team to create a mix between both cultures you know yeah it rarely happens that people before the the, the action decide on these things so mm-hmm. it come by trial and error after the acquisition yes. takes place <laughs> uh, and and this is turned to be my advice to myself that at the first day of putting myself in the in the job i align with the the, the, the headquarters about this direction mm-hmm. you know and, and my suggestion is that uh, if the culture is good culture that, and mm-hmm. keeping the people together like glue in that new entity maintain mm-hmm. it at the beginning if you want to transform it transform it slowly yeah. and mm-hmm. gradually but mm-hmm. do not impose it like we are the the big company the uh, multinational mm-hmm. you scrap your culture and yes. just apply this it doesn't work you know yes <laughs> uh, in reality it doesn't work i haven't seen yes. it work, yes you know, with the people uh, and the people would uh, resist for no good reason rather than they are afraid yes it's the panic yes. mood you know mm-hmm. even if there are good changes but because of the fear yeah. they don't yes. even mm-hmm. see The, mm. the, the 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 good thing in this change yes that's true so and then the other thing is that when you have an acquisition you need to understand this acquisition is happening in egypt or in morocco or in africa or in europe in another country yeah. in europe you know yeah. it mm. makes a lot of difference because the people in 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 this parts of the world differs like mm. uh, uh, in egypt uh, people are emotional either we like yeah. it or not yes yeah the, the 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 most professionals in the middle management area in this uh, family owned business companies they are professional they are doing a great job but also they are extremely emotional you know definitely human so you, yeah humans so you mm-hmm. need to take this in consideration 
you know. Mm -hmm. And this is, honestly speaking, what I have respected a lot in the latest acquisition that I have been in uh, and dealing with a German mentality. That, uh, they really uh, يعني, accepted my recommendations and they really supported this. Uh, and it was easier for them to bring uh, a German uh, uh, CEO, one yeah. of the company over there who can come and, and run the show. Uh, but they have they did not done that they decided to bring an egyptian person an egyptian talent uh, who worked in the in the region and who worked in egypt yeah. uh, and even when i present to the uh, from the early beginning yani from the first presentation after having two months and understanding the business and putting a strategic plan to the company uh, after three months mm -hmm. i uh, went and present to the board uh, mm -hmm. and it was my first a meeting uh, with the full board yeah uh, and i have a lot of respect to the gentlemen uh, there because they were asking a lot of questions wanting to understand mm -hmm. the country the culture the people mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. rather than challenging me yeah, yeah it was not about just challenging or imposing <laughs> targets and numbers uh, yeah, get the numbers you know? all that you're not getting them <laughs> rather than understanding asking to understand and a lot of questions were about the culture so so Great. this is something really i respected and it made my job much easier allowing True. me to do it the way i am convinced to do yeah True. it's a, it's 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 not easy decision as you said sharif just for the, the acquisition itself but like what you said because failure of most acquisitions it happens because you are looking into the number and you're not looking into yeah. people definitely and when you're just blinded away by pnl only yes. you're looking at people as margins you're looking at people as overheads and you can move it out of just a number in sure. pnl to make some savings this will never happen and this will make you annihilated away from the main objective and i believe that it's win-win definitely but here it comes as you said the, the, the style of leadership, how can you be transparent and how you manage in a very calm way and don't make, you know, too much waves of storms or just a, a fear in, inside the organization. How can you manage it and be very transparent with people? Because people really, they uh, appreciate that transparency. But and they test you. Wonder, yeah. Definitely, yes. Yeah. It's, it's authenticity. It's matter yes. of authenticity, credibility. Yes. They understand yes. that if you care about them, do you care about them? Do you take that uh, human side when you speak with them, or just you are dealing? As I said before, it's it's people like numbers. This this really yeah. what makes the, the real leadership inside the, such uh, I'd say acquisitions. You have to. And it's good that you moved it from like uh, the they were not uh, the company like the big the mother company they don't have ego when they were going inside and they said that they are going to get like a German or leadership or something yeah. and you also when you're dealing with people no, no ego you're telling them that you are working with them that you started uh, from uh, from scratch also in your business and all that so you connected with people and I think that like you said it's all about connecting with people and making them feel that you're one of them so true. great uh, leadership uh, Sharif. True, true true and you always need yeah. to show people respect yes. respect 
respect is the, the, the name of the game. Uh, you show them respect and you do all what it takes to gain their trust. Uh, you will not get the trust uh, just because you are in a leading position. You know? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember one story about that with you, even that we had the problem without mentioning any names. Problem <laughs> someone very, very talented, he's very uh, good at his work, but he had like a problem with dealing with people and like shouting yeah. or telling people that he knows everything. And, and yeah. you were working with him, but you were uh, insisting that it's only about respect doesn't matter about True. your experience True. about all that you should de deal with people with respect so this was uh, really uh, what really what matters yeah, I, I remembered yeah. now what you are referring to <laughs> and you, are yes. you know mistakes in in the business happens you know as long yes. as we are doing business uh, wrong decisions can be taken mistakes yes. can happen I never uh, accused anybody that he has done a mistake the problem is when yeah. you repeat the mistake yeah, the same mistake yeah. but do yes. do another mistake i'm fine it's okay <laughs> it's okay because we will not learn unless we yeah. we work and we have to yes. accept that sometimes we will do mistakes okay true but we shouldn't repeat the mistake because repeating the mistake mm. is the problem but yes, what 100%. is i have zero tolerance zero tolerance to mm. misbehave and yeah. uh, insulting mm -hmm. uh, others uh, yes, even yes. if the positioning is that I'm doing that to, to get good results. No, I don't want these yeah. good results. I don't need it. Okay? Yes. If the good Completely. results will come behind insulting people, forget it. There yeah. Are yeah. Definitely, mm. yeah, there are definitely other ways with respect yeah. and you still can get better results. True. 100%. Yeah? I, think, I think we have a question. Maybe it's hidden great. question. It's not appearing. <laughs> we have many questions. I'm trying to get yeah, it. Uh, LinkedIn. Uh, great, so, great. so we apologize for this technical challenge. Yeah. But anyway, we have our friend Ahmad Abdelazim. He's asking what are the financials, uh, financial impacts for both companies regarding their liabilities and assets after acquisitions? I think it's a very great question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I can tell you, based on uh, the experience I have been through, uh, the first acquisition I have attended, that was 20 years ago, the company that has been acquired were uh, losing money year on year, and they have cumulative uh, losses. And uh, the multinational company that acquired it, they needed to, uh, they have paid for certain uh, buildings and infrastructure but they have to pump in a lot of money for years after that mm. to renovate the factories and to uh, build uh, new warehouses new dcs blah 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 so they spent several years pumping in uh, money after mm. the value of the sale itself uh, and the, the pnl stayed in the red zone for mm. almost three, four years, it started to be uh, in the green. That mm. was a case. The case that we are in, the company PNL was uh, extremely healthy. The, 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 the company I'm leading now. So the the bulk of the amount of money has been paid for the brand names. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. uh, because they have acquired a huge market share. We are, yeah, the the, the, the Tagel Maluk and Cooks brands. They have no. a, a very high market share. Uh, so the company, the Dr. Otker, they have paid 
a lot of money, almost 60% of the value of the sale were mm -hmm. mainly uh, for buying the brands, you know, yeah. not the mm -hmm. other infrastructure. Mm -hmm. uh, and the PNL from day one, from year one, uh, is uh, profitable. It's, it's profitable. So they started from year one uh, getting uh, the, yani, the result of this investment, you know, the revenue and the profit out of this mm -hmm. investment. So it depends about the, 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 the type of acquisition. The, the type of the company you're acquiring. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Sharif. Thank you, Sharif. I think I have Thank another you. question, Ahmed. Also, I was checking the same on, uh, on LinkedIn. <laughs> so yes. it's, I think it's a good question also from Jenny Said, our friend from she's from Sweden. Uh, she's talking about acquiring about the if is the brand should change should the brand acquired be the same change or change later. Sometimes uh, this can be a do or die thing for the customers who have certain trust in the brand yes. acquired. So it's talking yes. about branding and the brands. <laughs> this is, uh, good, this yeah. is a great question also. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. I'm, I'm happy that I have uh, heard this question. Uh, the starting point is uh, when we acquire this company, is it just because of the technology, the infrastructure, the trucks, the people, blah, 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 or because of the brand. Yeah. And we have a story here in Egypt, it's very well known, which is when Frito-Lays, the PepsiCo uh, yeah. snacks arm, acquired the company Shipsy. Yes. Mm -hmm. If yeah. you remember. At yeah. the beginning, they have done some efforts to transform <laughs> the Shipsy brand to be Lays. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they figured out that why should we reinvent the wheel? Yani why should we uh, uh, kill uh, a successful brand at that time. Chipsy potato chips was like eighty percent of the market. Yes. So why should? We? So Jesus maneuver with the branding, uh, the logo. It it shows Lay's background, but it is Chipsy as a brand mm -hmm. written as Chipsy, and they kept Chipsy brand. Currently, I am in a similar uh, position when I joined the company, and that was the first. Uh, strategic choice uh, the, the headquarters asked me should we because Dr. Otker brand is a very well known brand worldwide in Europe yes. and the States and Canada and Australia and it used to be in Egypt in the 90s they had a trial to get in the market with whipping cream and they didn't succeed at that time because yeah. it was not a company owned business it was just a franchise but it didn't succeed uh, but uh, yani, they tried to enter the market and they left. And then my answer was as follows. We have two very solid brands with a huge mm -hmm. market share. So mm -hmm. why should we kill them? So it's yeah. all about the brand architecture. Yeah. We launched Dr. Otker brand, positioning it in a certain frame. Mm -hmm. And we maintained the other two brands. And now we are having a three brands that Great. we can... Uh, 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 maneuver with them in the market but it doesn't make any sense it didn't make sense for me to kill <coughs> any of the yeah. successful brands it doesn't mean that we have acquired a company and we have paid a lot of money in these brands you know yes and then we kill them just to put a doctor dr otker can always have its way and we mm. also maintain the other two brands yes then be like a, uh, yes yeah, yeah go it's ahead, a brand architecture. Yes. then the, the decision will be 
again, strategically, you cannot spend on the three brands when it comes mm -hmm. to uh, above the line, uh, yes. spending marketing funds. And so you have to be uh, selective and you decide which brands you are going to spend on going above the line and which brand it can work with social media and uh, the new ways of, of marketing. Marketing. You know? yeah. yeah. So how can you uh, uh, spend your marketing funds across the three brands, but you will not be able to put the three of them on TV, <coughs> you know, as an example. So, uh, yeah. so these are decisions to be taken. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I have Thanks. answered the question. No, I think it's, it's lovely. It's a great answer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Lovely answer. And I think also, Sharif, after all, you said it's 100% over and over. I would, I would say also add something here. I think there are many acquisitions and many levels of acquisitions could be at a company level. And as you said, could be at a brand level. And yeah. it doesn't mean that if uh, I have a company and I, 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 I acquired a new company, and I have multiple brands on it, I should kill it because it, it doesn't make sense. Why? Because each brand has an equity and this yes. equity define, define it, define your financials, define how it's well connected with the consumer, define yes. how it, it, it takes the market share in the, in the market itself. So if you don't have a real strategy behind it and it, yes. it, it doesn't happen over day or night, you cannot say that it's harder transition if, as you said, that I will move from Shepsi into Lay's 100%, it will never happen because when it comes to yeah. practical life, you have many constraints. It's not only about yes. consumers. You have share of shelf. You have uh, equity of the brand itself. If I moved from, if I put 100% of the shelf for Lay's, do you think that, and I removed Shepsi, 100% will come to Lay's? No, still there are. So there are many messages, as you said, could be a campaigns, media, how I will educate the consumer, how I will test, maybe I will lose if I, I do this shift, I will lose a lot in my financials. So yeah. there are many strategies behind, it cannot be like yeah. hard transitions. Yeah. Yes. That, it's not, think, it's, yeah. it's not one size fits all. Yeah, yes. it's not one size fits all. Uh, it, it requires a lot of thinking and evaluation of the brands you are having. As an example, if you are having a, one of the brands that you have acquired is too small and it will create complexity on the lines, it will affect your supply uh, right. and affect your financials and uh, the profitability of this brand, okay, you can kill it. But if you are having a brand that has uh, contributes to a big chunk of your PNL, it has an equity, it has a market share, it has been in the market since the 1950s, uh, mm. okay? <laughs> So you connect, and it's very profitable. So okay, why kill it? Keep yeah. it. Yeah. Why keep kill it? it? Keep it. Yeah. And find the, the proper uh, niche positioning. market yeah. niche or find something. The, yeah. Yes, find the proper positioning of the whatever new yes. brand you want to to put in the market. But the decision of killing a brand, successful brand, it's from my point of view, is not the right thing to do. Uh, but there is no one size fits all. It depends on a lot of analysis related to the brands that you are acquiring in the new company. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Sharif, for this beautiful answer. Really, it's it's beautiful. Thank you so much. So I'll I'll come into the next question. I think we'll shift a little bit and focus on the people, as you said, because yeah. you are people oriented. So I think how to deal with people during the that critical period of acquisitions or merger, should you be very transparent uh, with them to an extent that it could create some 
you know i don't want to say fear but uh, it's some you know oppositions and some adversity for their thoughts uh, or you can build just a walls to protect people from uh, what's happening in the business how to deal with this transition yeah. especially from people point of view and i will uh, it's a very good question Danny. thank you for this mm. question yeah. thank you uh, and i have faced also another uh, challenge that mm. when uh, dr otkar acquired tagin Meluk, the the old team of the directors handling the functions uh, every single one of them was working in uh, an island a separate island <laughs> silos <know>? silos <laughs> Uh, up to the level that you find the sales director, he goes to the owner, the, the mm. owner of the company, and agree with him that next month we will gonna do a promotion. <laughs> and mm. the owner tells him, okay. Mm. And then the month starts, and they figure out that he's, he, he suddenly bombarded the factory with that he needs triple the quantities <laughs> that he oh needs. My God. Oh. And there is no raw materials. There is uh, the, the finance guy has nothing to know about zero knowledge about zero. That, uh. and the factory doesn't have the capacity to do that and so on hmm. and they never learned about this yani it was always that happening hmm. happening uh, up to the level that the finance guy would go to the owner and they agreed that they would raise the price because the raw materials uh, some uh, <laughs> prices has hit them so they decide that we will increase the price, you know, mm. and the sales guy doesn't know. Yeah, you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. The fact he doesn't know that there will probably gonna be a sales against price increase oh. and so on. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> so the the uh, I would now uh, yani, uh, talk about the SNOP. Yeah. That was the exactly. first process. That was the first and the only mm. process I have done. Yeah, mm. I have done two processes once I. Uh, got into this uh, challenge mm. the first one was the snop and i have been attending every single yeah, meeting of great. the snop and you know the Excellent. snop better than yes. me uh, not only the last one i have been attending every single one Excellent. just to train yeah. the people how to discuss things and how yeah. to come ready with what data from every yeah. single function to 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 run this snop meeting it's not just yeah. taking the box that we have done a meeting yes so, so that was the first thing I have done. The other thing I have done was the evaluation system for the people. Mm. You know, uh, because the, the salary increases and the promotions used to be driven by the relation between the uh, functional director and the owner, mm. and they decide. Okay, mm. And for the people, they don't understand why. Why this mm. has been promoted, why this has uh, a higher salary increase, and so on. So I have mm. established these two things transparency i have been always extremely <clears throat> transparent uh, and you need to understand your people quite well because the maturity level of your team is not exactly the same across the board <laughs> so you need this is again about your skill of people management you need to um, understand that there is no one size fits all mm -hmm. what i can discuss with you Hamamsi, uh, mm. up to the level and up with transparency level that I know that it will not uh, put you in a fear or in a panic. Mm. Maybe I don't take the same level with another gentleman because I yeah. know, or a lady, because I know that it will 
in a panic mood. So yes. we need to filter this. But generally, <clears throat> the, the, the maximum information you can give to people, the, most, the maximum transparency uh, is good, as long as mm -hmm. they can handle it. Yes. And it's your role to judge who can handle what, you know, mm. down the road. Mm. And then you raise their skills. Uh, having a, a director uh, or a functional director, it, must, it doesn't mean that he doesn't need uh, some coaching uh, every now and then. He doesn't need one-to-one uh, -one session, or, yeah. training, mm. and so on. Because in some companies, they feel that once he's a functional director, he or she... So they know they, they, they don't they need any everything. further support. Yeah. They know everything yes. and they should handle and they should handle their emotions and they, mm. they, they should handle their worries. And I have a lot of other uh, things to do. No, managing my people <clears throat> and make sure that they are, uh, they don't have fears and they uh, are seeing exactly the same situation and we are all on the same level of understanding against uh, every single topic it's very important just to say that i have a management team it's not mm. about having a functional heads or directors solid in every single function it's about how you group them together in one room and how mm. you make them work together it's exactly yeah. like i used to say it as far as diversity and inclusion yani in the old mm. very old days the diversity and inclusion was a very hot topic during the yes, Pepsi era. Uh, and it was very important. And the starting point was that we need to hire more females. You need to hire blah, blah, mm. blah. You need to have this mix. And I always keep say, telling uh, my colleagues, <laughs> it's always easy to, to make the components that have the diversity that you want. But mm. it's about how you make them live this work together this or live, work together yeah. it's like yes. i can invite you home i can invite you my in my home but how can i make you feel home you know mm -hmm. yes 100 you know, percent. I, uh, so, can so i ask you a hard one please. a hard one maybe it's a hard question i, I, got, used. I got used <laughs> <laughs> yes Sharif. so i'm i'm thinking just uh if you know that there are certain people uh, have been decided, or just if I'm at the CEO right now, and a decision ha has been taken that certain people that they will leave the company because of the new restructure happens. How we deal with that transition, how you convey the message to those people, knowing their maturity level, knowing that it's not an easy one. How you convey this message to those people? I know it's not easy one, definitely. Well, because it's not easy one. I have been, yeah. I have been put into this situation before mm. uh, and I tell you uh, there are two ways to do it uh, and I have seen the people doing it in both ways uh, and I tell you the way I choose one of them was that you 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 keep him, the, the, the one who is going to leave he or she you keep her blind till the last moment uh, exactly. and then uh, to make sure that uh, no negative impact will gonna happen to the business, mm -hmm. okay? And you come suddenly and tell them, sorry, thank you very much. This is your package. You are not with us, mm -hmm. effective tomorrow. You know, this is uh, a professional approach. way approach mm -hmm. from some uh, leaders or some organizations. 
there is another way that I uh, have done it before, is that I come two months ahead mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I come and tell he or she, because of one, two, three, you are not going to be with us, uh, because not because of your performance, it's because <coughs> the job has been eliminated mm-hmm. or whatever, and uh, you were going to take the salary of the coming two months, but you are free to go focus <coughs> on your life and on yeah. looking for another job and and so on. Yeah, I yeah. prefer this approach. You know. Yeah, yeah, this uh, is more fair. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Give the people the time to uh, to exactly to, to to look into another job. It's not uh, and the business. You can always find alternatives to 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 mm. keep the ship floating. You know. Yes. But mm. uh, again, this is about respect for the people. Yes. I don't keep him till last second or last moment, and tell him at the end he or she you are not with us. Just because I wanted him to perform until last day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yes. that's true. The, Palisha, one, one, yeah. one, one, another one, one please. One. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, Sharif. Thank you. Uh, I, I could say the same, Sharif, and I, I agree 100% with you. It's the first approach that you mentioned. I think it's opposing all kinds of humanity and it's opposing yeah. all empathetic leadership. When it comes, I, fe- I feel that if I'm a leader in that level, and uh, I feel that it's a weakness that I cannot confront people and say to them, yes. this is what's happening, and I'm very transparent. And yes. I could save them like time. Like, as you said, I know before by three months, they can yeah. start or just focusing on, on just finding somewhere or alternative outside and they can save a lot of time and for their, them, not only them, for their family. That's why it's empathetic leadership. It's very essential there. Rather than just moving, get here, here the, the second day you are, you are out and thank you so much. It creates a big devastation for the person himself. Maybe yes. I love the company. I hate at this time. I hate the company. I hate everything related. So it's it's about the leadership style. And even at the same time, like what you said, I can help people. Three months ahead, I can help them via yes. my network. If I'm a leader, yes. I, via my network, sure. I can refer here. This is yeah, this is yeah, 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 yeah. And it happens. And, yeah, and, yeah. and again, this is back to the word respect. <clears throat> respect. It's about actions. Yeah, and when you, you when you tell somebody or your people, I, I'm respecting you. That, yeah, how can <laughs> I understand? <laughs> okay, it's nice you are respecting me, and you are telling me that tomorrow I am not in the company. And then That's why we respect you. you. That's why I respect you. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. When you yes. need to walk the talk. When you yes. when you say when you say that people are our most important asset. You need to take actions showing exactly people that, that they yes. are really most important assets. It's not a slogan because True. in a lot of companies they put it like a slogan. People are our most important assets. And then when you come to what actions, are you doing? You see that people are not in the radar screen. <laughs> they are numbers. Yes. You know? yes, exactly. Exactly, yeah. Sharif. Sharif. Well, it's uh, it's very important. It's very important that when you are CEO, you remember every single day you have seen mm. and you have experienced life when you are at the beginning of the ladder mm, and yeah. when you are in a middle management and when you are a functional head and now you are a CEO. 
if you would forget all of this experience, you will not succeed as a CEO. Yes, yes, definitely, hundred percent. Thank you, thank you so much, Sharif. Sharif, just as a final words. Yeah, yeah, final words. You know, for people, employees, managers going through mergers and acquisitions, or even COVID economic crisis times and all that. What's your final words for people? Because times are hard now. Not only mergers and acquisitions, COVID, all what's happening. Yeah. I will tell you out of my mind and out of my heart, uh, jobs, working together, uh, it's about trust and respect and collaboration. And uh, the business will will be, يعني, if you leave a place, if you leave a company after a while, people will never remember the numbers and the market shares and the profits that you have True. done. They will remember you as a, a good guy, or a bad guy, having a good heart or not. So this is what people will always remember about you. So in day to day, when you are taking decisions impacting the people, remember this. Nobody will remember you after years saying that you have gained three share points and two <laughs> numeric distribution points. You know, <laughs> this will be forgotten, you know, true, but they true. will always remember you as a person. So yes. uh, I hope this is a, a, a clear message. Hundred percent, Shreve. Beautiful message, Yanni, to end uh, to end the show today. And it's really, it was an, an honor to have you today. It's and, my uh, pleasure, my honor, guys. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank Same you so here, Shreve. Thank you so much, and we apologize also for the technical issue. That yeah, we had. but I think <laughs> we managed to talk enough a couple questions. of questions. <laughs> this is enough. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but we will try our best to come also to our yes. audience, lovely audience. Again, Sharif, it's a pleasure to have you today. And we keep saying this, the knowledge that we have today from you, it's a knowledge that we will never find in books. So thank yes. you so much for your uh, valuable time and a pleasure hosting you today. Hopefully that thank we can have so a special so much. Yes. I would love to thank see you, you very soon. Thank you very much. And really appreciated the time I've spent with you guys. Thank you. Thanks a million. Thank you for listening to our Global S&OP community podcast. We hope that you have absorbed some values from this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to be notified every week with the new episode. You can visit our website ahmedkhaled.co or ahmed.co k-h-a-l-e-d dot c-o we believe that one word one story or one conversation could transform your life stay tuned next week with a great thought leader in s and op have a wonderful week ahead